Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <sighs> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. And it's just Spark and I this week. How's it going, Spark? I'm good. Back's a little sore. Got a game in an hour. So, you know, feeling good. What about you? Uh, my back is also sore, but I think it's just from getting older. Like, it's just, just reach a certain age where your back's just like, I hate you now. I don't like you. <laughs> I'm going to rebel every so often. But, uh, no, I'm okay. It's um, the weekend. It's been a stressful week. I'm ready to unwind, relax, watch some movies. So, it'll be, it's good. Good times. Okay. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. Probably won't be a super long episode, even though we have both Barbie and Alpha and Hybrid to talk about. But <laughs> the news, it's like everyone's got to, you know, take a step back. There's San Diego Comic Con, which literally just started. So, there's some stuff that came out from that, but not a whole lot. Um... Disney CEO Bob Iger reiterates plans to quote-unquote pull back on Marvel Studios and Star Wars content moving forward. He's just saying there's way too much Marvel and Star Wars content right now. You know what? I would think the fans would agree with you on that. Um, When you have things like She-Hulk and other stuff, I think people start to see, see the breaking point when there's just too much content and not enough care and attention put into it. So, um... Yeah, Spark. I don't think you would disagree with this. At least in the Marvel stuff, I know you don't watch. Although, you don't watch any Star Wars stuff, but like at least uh, on the Marvel side of things, you would probably agree, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like we were kind of talking like we're we're not even reviewing Secret Invasion, right? Like that's and like that's how that's the point it's gotten to, where like people aren't even and I I don't see I barely see it mentioned on Twitter. I'm watching, but I'm like, who else is even watching this show? Yeah. So. I'm sure Disney Plus is looking at those numbers um, and <laughs> thinking, okay, well, diminishing returns, right? So yeah. maybe we do one Marvel show, two Marvel movies a year, and then instead of flooding the market comparatively. I remember when, like, WandaVision first came out, like, yeah, sure, you, uh, by the end of that series, people got very frustrated with that show, but, like, in the midst of watching it, like, it was very popular, like, Twitter was blowing up with uh, all the new episodes of One Fish and stuff, and now it's like, yeah, Secret Invasion's out, I think, oh, uh, well, the reason that we're not, well, part of the reason we're not reviewing is, I I was like, hey guys, are you going to send me screeners for this, because I don't have Disney+, Plus. and then they were like, no, 
I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing that, that we're no. not. It's just like you said, like the idea that we wouldn't have done WandaVision or, or Loki seemed preposterous at the time. Yeah. But, I yeah. don't know, seven shows in? Six? Yeah. Seven? Whatever the number is. And they all follow a very general structure. Like, they're all very similar, right? Like, there's a mysterious big bad that you're not going to find out until, like, the second to last or last episode of, this, of the season. And it's just like, I don't know. I've noticed that they follow, like, the same kind of structure. I would love if one of these shows just kind of did something different and just didn't do, like, didn't follow that structure and just did something different. Uh, I think that's what they were trying to do with She-Hulk, but then... It kind of really shot the bed real hard when it was like, oh, who's the big bad? Oh, it's Kevin Feige as a robot. It's like, okay, no, that was not the direction we were looking for, but thanks. So, yeah, less Marvel and Star Wars content. I think some people might say, oh, but I want more. It's like, mm, do you, though? I feel like most people are probably in the quality above quantity bracket, so. Um... <clears throat> Speaking of Marvel, because there's still Marvel stuff coming. Uh, the Marvels, just coming out this November. We got a new trailer for it. Did you get a chance to watch the trailer? No. Oh, wait, for the... I mean, I saw the original trailer. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, like, I'm going to see it. I'm not super excited about it. But, you know, you, you know how it is. Yeah. The... There is a new trailer out. I did see it. I, I don't know if it got me more excited. Uh, I don't think so. But um, it didn't really reveal too much. The only thing it really revealed is that the villains somehow entangled their powers together. So every time they use their powers, they swap places. So that's something the villain does. Seems like a very much like kind of a gimmicky thing. But yeah. I mean, I'll see it, but I'm not I'm not as excited as I have been. I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was the last one that was like, okay, I actually you guys did pretty well with this, but Correct. I I I don't think they're going they might repeat their success with the Marvels, but also I just was not a big fan of the original Captain Marvel movie. I just didn't really walk away thinking this is top tier Marvel. Yeah. We've already covered this like it really annoys me when people bring up that Captain Marvel did a, a billion. It's like, it, you know why. Like, yeah. use context. Like, it was the only Marvel movie in between them. We were all told it was important to see. That was a lie. Yeah. You did not need to see that movie. It had almost, almost literally nothing to do with, like, that movie could have come out 10 years ago or right then. Well, I mean, okay, except for the blip at the end, but... Anyway, yeah. it wasn't very good, and I promise you this one's probably, I'm not going to say promise, but I think we're going to be looking at, like, the 300 to 400 million range for this. Yeah. Maybe, like, I, I would be absolutely flabbergasted if it went over four. I'm kind of surprised they didn't throw in a bigger name hero in this movie, just because, like, I don't think the the Miss Marvel show, the one with uh, Kamala Khan, was super popular, and Captain Marvel the movie wasn't super popular. And I mean, yeah, you've got um, Monica from Wandavision, but also again, I don't know if 
people walked away from that show with really good graces for her character either. So I'm like, you're putting together three characters that honestly I think, this is my opinion, I could be wrong. I just don't think many people care about. So I'm like, oh, maybe you, maybe it would have been better <laughs> to throw in somebody. I'm trying to think of who. and I mean, obviously they're going for like the female trio thing. So you probably don't want to just put in Hawkeye or something in there. But um, I don't know. I'm curious if they're going to, like, inject somebody else in there to kind of be like, hey, come watch this movie, because I just don't know if those three are enough to keep people interested. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> Haley Steinfeld, it's uh, rumored, this is not official, but it's a rumor that she's going to return for four new Marvel projects, including the Marvels. Apparently, she's in the post-credits scene for that. Uh, and then a Young Avengers team-up film. I mean, they've been setting that up with all the various young characters. So that makes sense. And then a second season of Hawkeye and then Avengers Secret Wars. So those are the four that they're teeing her up for. I like Haley Steinfeld. I think she she was probably one of the better parts of Hawkeye. So curious to see what they do with her. Um, yeah, I like her a lot. I have a, I have a bit of a, of a crush on her from, I want to say, Pitch Perfect. Okay. Um, that could be Pitch Perfect 2. That could be wrong. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in The Edge of Seventeen, which is really good. That's not real, real romantic at all, but it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, good for her. <laughs> Let's not get off to our track here. I didn't love the Hawkeye series, but it, it, it wasn't bad. Like, it... You know, it was. They didn't do anything wrong necessarily. It just didn't pull me the way that I was hoping to. And then Echo's getting a spinoff, and it's like, for what? Oh, but uh, good for her. I'm actually, unlike seemingly a lot of fans, I am excited to see the Young Avengers. I would. Yeah. I'm looking forward to um, seeing what the, what these new kids got. Yeah. So. Yeah, th- this is just my theory. This is not me knowing anything. This is not me. This is just pure speculation, but I have a feeling. I think like, you're right. <laughs> just, I'm right. Just most of the time. They like, gave all the characters, like, kids, essentially. Like, every character has a younger version of themselves now. But, like, I feel like at some point, like, all the adult characters are going to disappear. And it's going to be on the kid characters to, like, save them. Like, that's got to be what they're setting up, right? Like, you're going to have, like, Jeremy Renner Hawkeye gets captured and a bunch of other characters, and then it's going to be up to, like, the Young Avengers to go save them. I mean, maybe that even might be the plot of Young Avengers. It might not. I just have a feeling it's going to be like, oh, like, the adults got captured, and it's on the, the kids to save them. So, I don't know. That might be not how they go with it, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, Thor director Kenneth Branagh is rumored to be helming a live-action Gargoyles movie for Disney. If you don't remember, Gargoyles was this 90s cartoon that was... uh, If you grew up in the 90s, it was very cool. It probably still is very cool, but I don't don't know how that's aged. I haven't watched it in ages, but... um, Were you a fan as a kid? 100%. 100%. I bought the the movie. Um, I owned it. I There was like, a, I don't know, some sort of like special release 
with it, I like I was I was balls deep into uh, like Goliath, Brooklyn, um, Lexington. I can't remember the uh, the other one, but Xanados or it's something with an X was the villain. Like I, we didn't prepare, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. information I have in my head at 35 years old. Uh, I was Goliath for Halloween uh, one one year. Nice. Um, that's actually the year that I said I was never wearing a mask on my face again because it was wildly uncomfortable. Um, man, I like you couldn't keep me away from the movie theaters, even if even if it's going to be trash. I don't care. I yeah. still will be there. I mean, the thing is, too, is uh, David Xanatos. Uh, I think that was his name. Yeah. He was played by Jonathan Frakes. He looks like Jonathan Frakes. You could just put Jonathan Frakes in this movie. I mean, he's a little old, but like he's old now, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I and I wonder if they bring back Keith David to voice Goliath because I'm pretty sure Goliath would be fully CGI. So, I mean, I mean, I'm sure all of them would, would be CGI, but. Yeah, I'm I'm down for this. Uh, I think this is one of the few Disney live action remakes that they're doing that I'm like, yep, I would actually want to check this out. Um, I don't think Gargoyles was bad by any stretch. Like it was a great show. I don't think it needs like reinvisioning or anything. But I do think it would be interesting to see what the Gargoyles look like with like modern CGI and other stuff like that. So bring it on. Okay. Uh, Aquaman going for its third round of reshoots. Oh boy, this movie. I mean, I should say Aquaman two. It's not Aquaman one. Uh, and then apparently Warner Brothers refused requested reshoots for Blue Beetle. So they tried to do reshoots for Blue Beetle, and they were like, "No, you gotta put this movie out as is," which just seems incredibly harsh. Um, but I'm guessing they probably were trying to keep the budget down on it but boy that sucks for blue beetle that they're they're not able to go reshoot i don't know well it it does sound like maybe it's less quality and more like they like i think i read saffron was cutting aflac scenes from aquaman 2 because they they were trying to like really end all hints of of, of a future um, and when Blue Beetle was originally shot, it was supposed to be a part of the DCEU, not the DCU. So um, I can understand them probably wanting to put in, since James Gunn said Blue Beetle was the first DCU character, yeah. I would imagine the reshoots would have put stuff in, not so much to take stuff out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, apparently, too, like, James Gunn saw the latest cut of Aquaman 2 and said that, yeah, like, the reshoots for Aquaman 2 were needed. And apparently he saw Blue Beetle and, and, yeah, said that no. So, I mean, for better or for worse, James Gunn's gotten his fingers all over these movies. Um, yet to decide if that's a good or a bad thing. But he did not get things off to a great start by saying that, the Flash was like the greatest superhero movie he's ever seen. And then I watched it and I'm like, ah, you sure about that? Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, 
<laughs> soon as he said that, I was like, why don't you just say it was good? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's fine. Hey, this is a good movie. Because I, I, you know, I know a lot of people, I thought it was good. There were obviously some areas that needed improvement, but yeah. it certainly didn't deserve the financial failure that it is facing. I think that's a bit of DC hate, a bit of Ezra hate. Yeah. And, um, I, I do think that Blue Beetle is going to hit. I, on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people imploring less about the quality of the movie and more just in the Hispanic community, like really trying to garner excitement for it. I'm not saying it's going to do a billion or even half, but I do think we're going to see numbers with this. Well, I think Blue Beetle benefits from the fact that like it was originally being made for HBO Max, so I think its budget is a lot lower than a lot of these other movies. Um, I mean, that budget will have gone up a little bit because now they're uh, filming it for a theatrical release, but like, not by an incredibly huge amount, I would imagine. I don't know if we have the reported budget for it, but I imagine it's going to be relatively low in the scale of like superhero movies and stuff. So, I mean, if that's the case, the movie would have a very low bar to clear to be considered successful, whereas like The Flash had... like. I want to say too. It was like its budget was so. It was in like it was at least two hundred plus. Yeah, yeah, like, it plus. Was massive. Like, and it was such a higher bar to clear. Like, I don't know if, if Blue Beetle's budget how big it is, but like, man, even if it was like fifty, seventy-five million dollars, I mean, shit, that's that's a low bar to clear. Um, so Ooh, yeah, seventy-five would be amazing if that's all you had. Well, you have to make. If it's seventy five, then you have to make one fifty. But that's still great. Yeah. I'm just trying to see. Oh, its budget is one hundred and twenty million. That's okay. Not that bad. So that's yeah. still low compared yeah. to yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it has to make at least what two forty, two fifty to be considered profitable. That's not that hard to do. So I don't know. I have a feeling Blue Beetle might be successful, not necessarily because it's a better movie per se, quote unquote, but just because it's got a lower bar to clear than The Flash and some other superhero movies. So we'll see. Yeah, that's out August 18th. So a little bit less than a month from now. Uh, I'm excited for that one. I do want to see how it all yeah. turns out. I'll be there. Opening weekend. Let's go, baby. Yep. Okay. Uh... The amazing Spider-Man actor rumored to be in the writing for Superman Legacy's Jimmy Olsen. This, this, I copy sometimes the headlines and just paste them in just for ease of use. But then I was like, which spider, which amazing Spider-Man actor are they talking about? And it ended up it's just the brother of Gwen Stacy in the two movies. I'm like, okay, I don't know if that counts. But anyways, yes, he is a very good actor. And uh, he's done a lot of other stuff too. What's his name? I should actually have looked that up beforehand, but oops. Um, uh, oh, that would be the wrong one to go look at. Okay. Uh, so his name is Skyler Gizondo. And yeah, he played Gwen Stacy's brother in Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Uh, he's also been in Vacation, Booksmart, Licorice Pizza. Uh, he's also been in television as well as The Santa Clarita Diet, Fairfax, and The Resort. So. Um, I've 
I think you cut out there a little bit. Hello? Hello? That guy is. Yes. Yeah. Good luck to... Yeah. <laughs> this actor. I've never, I've never heard of him before. I don't even remember him in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I mean, he was a very big player, but yeah. Don't really recall. Okay. Uh, Invincible. We're getting season two. Uh, we got a premiere date for that. It's uh, November 3rd. And then uh, apparently they're doing two parts. So yeah, the first part is going to be in November 2nd. Or November 3rd. And then the second half is going to premiere in early 2024. So like presumably like a January or a February or something like that. Um, and there is a special episode streaming right now for Adam Eve. So if you want, I guess presumably that will connect both season one and two. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, apparently it is, it is, um, there. Uh, and then they revealed all the new cast members, which, oh my god, there's a lot. Sterling K. Brown, Peter Cullen, Robert Delaney, Callista Flockhart, Phil Lamar, Luke McFarlane, Tatiana Maslany, Scott McNary, Jay Farrow, Ella Purnell, Tim Robinson, Ben Schwartz, Rhea Seahorn, Leah Thompson, Paul F. Tompkins, and Chantel Van Santen. So a lot of new people joining that show. Uh, did you watch Invincible? Yeah, I love it. Um, I didn't know there was a part two. I, I just saw the initial release date. So, yeah, they're splitting it up. <laughs> which a lot of these streaming services have been doing. Netflix has been doing that with a lot of their big name shows lately, and I don't know how I feel about that because it's like I don't know. It's like they're kind of applying the old school TV model to streaming, which it doesn't really make sense because, like, streaming, you can just put everything up all at once. But instead, they're like, you're going to have to wait. Um, and I would see if they maybe waited a month, but, like, I don't know. Wait until early 2024. That, I mean, if it's January, that would be, like, two months, but still. Uh, that's still a bit of a wait that I'm sure a lot of people were anticipating. Yes, yeah, same. After they already made us wait quite a quite a while. Yeah, part of me wonders if like maybe the second half of the episodes are just unfinished, and it gives them like a way of being like, here's something to keep you satiated while they finish up the last batch of episodes. That's the only thing I can really think of. But I mean, also too, they're probably just trying to like squeeze out more subscriptions too. I'm sure, right? Like, if you you know tell people hey you have we're gonna stretch this out over like four months or something and you know they get four months of subscriptions rather than just one so there's that too yeah i get it make that money but f you yeah <laughs> you know yeah i kind of wish well i mean i doubt they would tell us why they were doing this but i was like kind of like hoping they would just say like yeah it's just because we're just we're we're just really trying to um you know make this work or i don't know anyways that's coming uh and then i'm not a big walking dead fan but i will mention that there's trailers out for the walking dead the ones who live which is the rick and michonne uh 
project that they were working on. And there's a new teaser trailer for the Daryl Dixon show. So, again, oh, damn. not my thing, but I don't know. If you like those things, go check them out. I lost interest in The Walking Dead a long time ago. So, I I don't know. Someone else's will hells, but... I lost interest as well. Um, yeah. That spinoffs, that's crazy. The show's never ending. No. I think the show, like, the proper show itself has ended, but yeah, I think, like, now with all these spinoffs, like, the property's gonna go on forever. So they're gonna have, like, Rick's grandkids having their own show or whatever. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and review Barbenheimer, as well as The Bear Season 2. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of What's streaming? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to HTTP? So you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? Alright, we're back. Um, yeah, we'll start it off with Oppenheimer, uh, which is, uh, one of the two big releases this week. Uh, I saw Oppenheimer on a 70 millimeter screen. It was very beautiful. Very nice. Um, yeah, this movie clocks in at almost exactly three hours and, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of movie. I overall came away liking the movie, but there was some stuff about it that kind of irked me a little bit. Um, not necessarily that it's a more talky, talky kind of movie than most of Nolan's other stuff. Like, I think if you've watched anything else from Nolan, this is the most dialogue heavy of any of his movies. Um, and I didn't mind that per se, but I think what I was starting to notice ha around like two thirds through the movie is that like they were trying to go for this like emphasis on more like of a humanity focus and like trying to focus on the effects that the nuclear bomb have on humanity. And 
it just seemed like this movie was so cold and calculated when it was trying to touch on elements of like humanity and like human aspects of things and it just seemed very distant from these kind of themes that it was trying to touch on and like it's still very good um i was actually kind of surprised because a large portion of the movie uh kind of veers into a different direction than what i was expecting but then uh, typical nolan fashion throws in a twist and i was kind of like not paying attention because uh it seemed like a point in the movie where there wouldn't be any twists and i think some people missed it because i heard some people be like what what just happened and i'm like yeah because it's just the way that that movie is paced and how the dialogue is being served like it just doesn't it doesn't it kind of catches you off guard when the twist comes into play even though you know you, you're just not expecting it because it just seems like not the right time for a twist so just little minor kind of things about this movie uh, that being said it's like gorgeous um they do replicate the first nuclear bomb and it's just gorgeous like it's it's beautiful uh and then also too like the acting's great uh cillian murphy uh i think that's his name yeah he uh he's great in this uh so is uh robert downey jr and a bunch of the other actors like there's not a weak member of the cast even some people in this movie that i was like really you're pulling this person out of obscurity they had josh hartnett in this movie and i'm like when the fuck have i last seen josh hartnett in a movie but he was he was pulling his weight he knew what he was doing so um yeah overall this is a very good movie i definitely recommend that people uh check it out um yeah it is a little you know cold and calculated for the stuff that's tr trying to, to discuss but i think it's it, you're still gonna admire the craftsmanship that's that's needed to make a movie like this and just how nolan was able to pull it off so i'm gonna give this an 8 out of 10 um yeah I, it's out in theaters now alongside barbie which i have not seen but spark you have uh what do you yeah. think of, of uh barbie yeah, I would say um, Barbie is at, Barbie is it's very colorful. It's very it's more musical maybe than you expect. Um, I would say I don't know ninety percent of the jokes, eighty percent of the jokes landed for me, and the theater was laughing almost start to finish. I would say too much actually, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I heard about this in your Instagram story. Somebody was... Oh yeah, there was a girl next to me that was and I knew as soon as she sat down, I was like, you're going to be annoying. She was <laughs> dressed up, which is fine. I would like legitimately 60% of that theater, maybe 70, were, were dressed up. Us and us included. So dressing up isn't a problem. Yeah. People just like it seemed like like at the, be the beginning scene, this isn't a spoiler or maybe it is, but like the trailer that has that dun, 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 boom, 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 boom. If you've seen the trailer that has that intro, yeah. uh, that is ripped directly from the movie. Um, okay. So the vast majority of people that have seen this movie have already seen that scene word for word. They didn't change anything. Um, and movies used to do this. They don't do this anymore, which I think is interesting. Um, a lot of times now, movies will put in scenes that aren't even in the movie. Uh, but they used to just like rip chunks of a film. Anyway, that doesn't matter. 
Um, Barbie is great. It is fantastic. The the uh, most of the good things you've heard is true. I will say uh, it is pretty aggressively anti men pro women. Okay. Um, and I'm not and I'm not one of those people that misunderstands that you can be pro something with an anti no. <laughs> they are explicitly anti men in this. So if you're sensitive to that, you're not gonna have a good time. Um I'm not gonna get into specific examples except that they do make fun of Dave of Dave Matthews. Uh sorry, not Dave Matthews, Matchbox Twenty. Uh and that hurt my feelings. It's probably the only thing that hurt my feelings. But we were like, leave them alone. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes, it is a low blow. They they meant a lot to us in the in the nineties. Um, but yes, so if that's going to be a problem for you, you're not going to enjoy it. Um, it is pro women. It is singing the the value of of sisterhood and and, and womanhood and kind of the uh, oppression that they felt in our society. If those types of themes annoy you, I would steer very clear of this film. They don't annoy me. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, my only real critique, I have some small ones, but my real critique is the ending because this is spoiler free. I won't get into what that was and I won't even get into why I was disappointed, but I would say that if they had gone with a better ending, this would be a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Okay. Um, but it... Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. We could talk about it next week once people have seen it, if if we want. But overall, I would give the movie an eight, an eight and a half, um, okay. maybe nine, which I know is a steep drop, but it deserves it. Fair. I'm seeing it tomorrow, so I'm very curious to know to check it out. But cool. Okay. Yeah, happy to get into spoilers next week if, yeah. if need be. We can, but we can not this. get into spoilers. I do want to get into spoilers on Oppenheimer too, but again, doesn't have to be this episode we do that. But Okay. Uh, and then finally is The Bear uh, Season 2, which I enjoyed The Bear Season 1, but it felt very much like them just kind of finding their feet and this season uh, is them just running. It's so much better than the first season, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's it's about them opening this new restaurant and sort of the challenges that come with that. And there's a lot of like highs and lows in this season. Like there's things in the season that you're like, oh my gosh, like there's this just really heartwarming moments. But then at the same time, too, there's moments where everything comes crashing down on them and everything just goes to shit. So I think it's like this idea of like triumph through adversity. Uh, and it really does. A, the show does a great job of kind of portraying that, like the highs and lows of managing a restaurant with everyone's kind of issues that they got going on. So, um, yeah, all the performances are great. Uh, all the food was fantastic i'm like i want to make some of this at home now like i need a bear season two recipe book or just publish them online that would probably make more sense just so i can make those recipes online anyways uh yeah uh i'm giving this a 10 out of 10 this is very good uh i definitely am excited to see what they do with season two or not season two season three um but yeah the this continues to be probably one of the best shows 
on streaming right now. So um, check it out. Cool. And that's it for this episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, yep. Talk Haunted Mansion. That's going to be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to figure out what time we record because uh, normally we've, we've been recording on Saturdays and I'm seeing TMNT next week on Saturdays. So we'll have to figure that out. But um, I'm perfectly okay. Let me see next week. Yeah, to go back to the Sunday if, if, if that's the yeah. vibe. We'll, but, uh, we'll, we'll chat about that for sure. But yeah. We'll, we'll talk about something, I'm sure. We might just spoil Barbie and Oppenheimer. We might just do that, too. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Uh, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.